0: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. So, it's been well documented on this podcast that I fucking love Frank Ocean. And I've discovered Frank Ocean Twitter, which is a, it's actually a really fun place to be. And apparently, I have retweeted so much Frank Ocean stuff right. that I just got a text message from Katie Katie's mom also (laughs) follows me on Twitter. Katie just sent me a text message. My mom wants to know what my my favorite Frank Ocean song is. (laughs) I'm like, this has only happened because there's been discourse on Frank Ocean Twitter about the song Pyramids and how no one appreciates it like they should, even though it's a fucking masterpiece. It's amazing. (laughs) What else did I see on my... I, I was like setting up and I set up a few minutes early and then did a... Instead of like doing like last minute research on our, on our topic for this evening or whatever. Like I was just scrolling through Twitter and checking my phone and shit. And I saw that. And then I, have you seen the among us chicken nugget? For those who don't know, it's, it's a chicken nugget that looks like the little guys in among us. And it's apparently like on eBay for like $34,000 or something crazy like that. Somebody put a, a fucking cold as McDonald's chicken nugget on eBay And it's gonna make bank on it just because it looks like a little blob with like a little armless blob with legs. Actually,
1: I I feel like that sale is mad sus. Uh Oh Oh, man. Well, I ruined it as always.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I miss I miss Among Us. I do as well. I also, again, Uh, because I'm old and don't do things when they're cool. I do them like a year after the fact.
1: Turns out Fall Guys is really fun. Wait, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not even upset about the whole like being late on it because whatever. Yeah, I'm actually upset at the people who enjoy it because I cannot like as someone who's played a lot of Battle Royale. Nothing's made me angrier than those little fucking jelly bean things. (laughs) And I get that. And that's the thing.
0: It is very fun, but I also fully acknowledge about 80% of the time I am about 2.5 seconds away from hurling my controller through my television set.
1: So remember that other episode we did about like the, you know, those videos I watched with like people like kicking their like whole like computer setups in half? Yeah, that's almost me. Like, so often. <laughs> I'm watching one of those and you're on it and I'm legit doing the, like, Leonardo DiCaprio point. (laughs) Uh,
0: Hey, I know her.
1: But I'm glad you're enjoying it. I just, I wish I could. Like, I'm envious of people who not only win, but have fun.
0: There's no winning. Like, I've made it to the third round a few times. But, like, it's probably 70-30 that I'm, like, I maybe make it to the second round and then lose in the second round. I'm not good at it. But it's cute. It's a cute little game and the music's very fun. And for the 80% of the time that I am just like insanely frustrated, it makes the the 20% that much better. Like I get now why it took off the way that it did. Because like in a situation where you are just sort of like chasing that little like dopamine high of like, yeah, I fucking did that shit. That's all this game is built on. I did that shit. I got that costume. Like, I want a fucking shark's head costume. It was so fucking (laughs) hyped about it. It's so stupid. It doesn't mean anything. But I also see why, like, these people are, like, plunking down, like, real-ass money on this shit. I don't – I get it. It's not me, but I get it. Like, if you want to buy the little fast food costumes for your little Fall Guy jelly bean thing, like, go (laughs) off, man.
1: Like, I played it for, like, a couple of (laughs) weeks, and then – Once Among Us happened where I felt like I didn't have to play, I was like, okay, FOMO has been cured. (laughs) I figured if I'm going to play a game that's going to cause me to lose friends, like, I want to play something that's actually designed to have that happen. Right. But as we've learned, and as we will learn tonight, the power of teamwork overcomes all. I was spoken with the
0: Listening to Talking Like a Teen, where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. I am not Adrian. And I am not Ashley. And we are not the Power Rangers.
1: Do not worry about it. I think of Billy. I don't know. I haven't quite figured that out yet. I'm not good at enough stuff to be Adam, but I'm also not just there like Rocky.
0: Man, Rocky really is just there. <laughs> we need a nondescript dude
1: to wear the red stuff. <laughs> And I feel bad for Rocky, but also, like, I just love the fact that when he, Adam, and Aisha first joined the team, there's this whole subplot of the three of them were transfer students from the rival school, Stone Canyon. And those are always the kids in every episode, like, yeah, we're Stone Canyon, and we're state champs eight years in the running, and you suck, guys <laughs> who we don't know are Power Rangers. Yeah, so, when right? they're all, like, super nice, and you're all like, hey, we're from Stone Canyon, and there no one's ever, like... Fuck you guys. (laughs) I will tell you what. This sounds shitty.
0: I never realized how much I missed Zack until
1: I rewatched this movie. Yes. (laughs) That whole situation was heartbreaking. Do you remember the episode that they left or when they transferred to the new Rangers? I know that I've seen it. I don't super duper remember it. I don't know what's more heartbreaking, the fact that they left or the fact that they had left the show a long time prior to the episode and essentially the last handful of episodes after Tommy comes back. Hmm. And basically their appearances are cobbled together with stock footage and sound-alikes and stand-ins.
0: Oh, that's so sus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if you have not figured it out. We will be talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the 1995 classic, a summer that's already jam-packed with this, Batman Forever, Die Hard of the Vengeance, three movies that are nothing alike, but yet 10-year-old me <laughs> is losing his mind at the idea of all these things happening. Is it is it good summer for action movies? Oh, wait, Bad Boys was also that year. Yeah.
0: I was like, did this movie come out in the summertime? Yeah, it did. It came out on June 30th. This was a summer blockbuster. That's hilarious to me.
1: I don't know if anyone else has this. I geek out because prior to the show, Ashley told me that she had four pages of notes. So I'm already excited. But (laughs) one thing I will mention is that I really forgot when watching this movie again, just how massive, how how, how big this was. And the fact that it got a movie was just like... Multiple movies. And there was no internet. Well, I mean, there was internet, but it wasn't like huge like that. So it definitely wasn't like it is now. So you mainly had to just spend your recess talking to that one kid who was also into it, (laughs) screaming about how you couldn't wait for this movie. (laughs) And yet after this, I felt like this was the climax of Power Rangers Hysteria. Because I don't feel like it ever got as big as this was like ever again. No, it sort of, it started to
0: sort of, downturn with this because pokemon was ninety seven, ninety eight, right and by then there was pretty much no hope for the power rangers that was baby stuff we liked pocket monsters now
1: <laughs> and taking care of little weird anime chibi pets yeah that's our, right. these weird little devices that used to get confiscated by our teachers <laughs> who also didn't know how they work so she would take them from students and they would just be beeping at her desk and she'd be pissed about it Then you'd finally
0: get them back and you'd just be like little piles of digital shit everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's like, thank you, (laughs) Mrs. G. Are you going to clean up all these animal shits? No. (laughs) Are you? And it's like, fine, you can take them from us, but take care of them as well. That's just neglect. The shit that they marketed to children in the 90s is is just wild. Clean Um, up this digital shit, please. Upon further (laughs) reflection.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. So, Ashley. What's up? Do you remember where you were when this movie came out?
0: Um, I don't remember if we saw this in theaters or not. I okay. do remember that we owned this on VHS, and we watched it so much that... It has burned itself into my long-term memory because, upon watching this on YouTube over the weekend, I realized that I have like 98% of the script memorized, Mm-hmm. and that's a thing. <laughs> with with stuff like that, I always think because like I don't know this is bleak as hell, but like. Alzheimer's is a thing that runs on both sides of my genetic family. So it's one of those where I just kind of like sit there and I'm like, you know, when my brain eventually caves in on itself, like this is the stuff I'm going to remember.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But this is worth it, though. Like, I'm really glad that you pitched this because I've always loved this movie. It was huge in my household. At the risk of sounding old, like this really did take me back. And I'm scared how much of this I remember.
0: Right? Like, literally, I think the only thing that I was really actually surprised about was the beginning narration that recaps the fucking premise of the Power Rangers.
1: That was for the parents and for every like that was for the parents being like, I don't watch this show. My kids always scream about it. What the hell is this about? Why am I wasting my Saturday afternoon to go see this? And you're like, oh, okay, we're
0: caught up. I have written in all caps, like, how many people are going into this movie with no prior knowledge? Why is there
1: narration? (laughs) That's the weird part about this, because, like, this is a worldwide phenomenon. And also, it's not fucking Lord of the Rings. Like, y'all can figure (laughs) this shit out. It's not that complicated. (laughs) But I appreciate this movie because you know how like now when they do big screen adaptations of things they have a tendency to kind of make it an origin story. This movie does not give a fuck. It does no. not. This movie starts This movie starts. Oh my god. With the shot of an like an airplane. <laughs> oh my god. And a bunch of kids jumping uh, out of it. A bunch of kids and
0: two 35-year-olds pretending to be teenagers.
1: Jumping out of an airplane set to Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of Higher Ground, which I gotta say, it rules. This is the perfect synergy because this is like we have a budget. Let's use every dime. According to Wikipedia, they were
0: given uh fifteen million American dollars to make this movie, and they they spent it. Uh, not sure how, but they spent
1: it. <laughs> they spent it on renting an airplane, I guess. Like, that was the part that was just odd to me, because I guess if you think about it, in a movie that is pretty much based on a very popular show that most of the kids or adults, whoever were fans of this, were going to go see, we already know the characters. Right. So, like, we don't need to spend time establishing who everybody is. Let's just have them just do shit. And I have to give this movie credit. It's that it really doesn't waste time. You know, bogging you down, because I guess that's why the narration exists. Because it's like, look, we got it out of the way. <laughs> you know what's happening here. We gave you a
0: 45-minute fucking scroll at the beginning. You're fine. <laughs> 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 like, I just, the first, like, 10 minutes of this movie, it was just me being like, yes, I remember this. But I also feel like there was, like, more, like, you just kind of feel like you m- walked into the movie theater late like, and you missed something. <laughs> right it's so weird i don't i don't it it's just odd it's an odd way to start your movie i'm not mad
1: at it but it's strange it sets up everything pretty well it sets up that tommy clearly is the leader and he's extra because it's like i'm already skydiving let me bring a snowboard (laughs) because reasons It establishes that Bulk and Skull are clearly friends, and they have no idea why they signed up to do this. But it also signs up the idea that, and this is, I think, around that time of the show, I guess that whole season, where Bulk and Skull are no longer the bullies. Like, they're actually kind of friends with the Power Rangers. (laughs) And I just love that this movie essentially is just like... We don't know why they're here, but they're here, so let's just have them just go, oh, it was like a charity thing. They're like, yeah, let's put these high schoolers in the most dangerous form of entertainment to raise money for an observatory. So
0: <laughs> I got I got a somebody could have a... died. <laughs> I got a thing. The idea of having a skydiving event to raise money is wild. Um, I don't, (laughs) I have literally almost an entire page of notes about the first 10 minutes of this movie because I don't, I have so many questions. Please, (laughs) please tell me you talk about the different teams of uh, Skydivers. I don't understand. (laughs) All right. So let me just put it out here for the world to know dick about skydiving <laughs> um but i assume that renting a plane and like booking the space and like enough of that tarp stuff to make a big target on the grass for them to land on i'm assuming that's all very expensive why not just fucking host a bake sale jesus christ
1: Somebody could have fallen and died. And also, I just love the fact that there's a team, There are several teams of like firefighters, law enforcement, and I think the sanitation department were also Uh jumping out of planes. And I'm like, I guess, you know what, though? It's smart because whoever threw this event, I'm sure the town of Angel Grove is like, holy shit, the guy that collects my garbage on Tuesdays and Fridays (laughs) is jumping out of a fucking plane. He might die. I want to see this because this is morbid to me.
0: One of my notes is is the the kid whose name is apparently Fred. Uh, Fred turns to his dad and he says, "Watch closely, Dad. This is how the pros do it." And I'm like, "Bro, these are hypothetical high schoolers. Like, we know that they have superpowers and are like nineties extreme and shit. But this kid does not. Like, those are some high school ass kids, and he's just like, these are professional skydivers."
1: Have they done this before in this kid's presence? Has this like is this a recurring thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's never been established. <laughs> this entire series predicates itself on safety, not using the skills you have to beat the crap out of people, being a good person. Because uh, the show is controversial and had been because of because it made kids do a karate. <laughs> <laughs> So let so like we start our big budget movie by jumping out of a plane and also rollerblading backwards down a <laughs> flight of stairs.
0: Don't worry. I got I got notes on the rollerblading too. But. Oh
1: I'm sorry, I, I'm jumping ahead.
0: <laughs> Cause we could do a whole podcast on a skydiving alone. Like, what are we doing? I'm telling you. And then the kid proceeds to like burn his dad. He's like, You landed in the parking lot. And again, I I emphasize that, like, everything that I know about skydiving and jumping out of planes, like, I've learned from playing GTA Online. But, like, concrete plus friction plus your face
1: is bad. <laughs> His dad should be in the hospital right now. <laughs> I mean, we're also talking about a movie where the main villain also gets the town's parents to commit mass suicide. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, this movie goes some places. (laughs) Just in (laughs) case you don't remember.
0: (laughs) I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again. Uh, This shit is wild. It's wild. Also, one of them, I think it's bulk, tries to skydive in a leather propeller, beanie helmet, and steampunk goggles. I'm pretty sure that is not regulation in skydiving gear.
1: And they had nicknames, though. That I loved. I was like, I love that they came into this with, like, we're afraid of jumping out of a plane. But you know what? We're going to build, like, lore around this. Like, I give them so much credit. (laughs) It was uh, the swooping
0: swallow and the falcon. Stealth eagle, or something like that? Yes. There
1: you go. I was like, no, falcon. I think that's something else. I will say this about this movie. And again, jumping ahead. I do like the redemption arc of Bulk and Skull. Because like I said, the first season of the show, they were crass. Like, Uh you know, they spent most of the time bullying the Power Rangers. If it weren't for Bulk and Skull, a lot of people would have been dead. Right? Because the Power Rangers spend most of this movie not on Earth. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Power Rangers go from a skydiving event to rollerblading in chinos. It's so
1: 90s extreme. And it's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> and yet I just love the fact that like they're literally doing like backflips, they're going downstairs, like they're doing the absolute most. And yet no one seems to be faced by this at all. Right?
0: Tony Hawk is just standing around holding a skateboard, being like, guys, chill out. It's
1: it's okay. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm kind of a thing. I right. I've I've done this already. Like it's all right. God, this movie's so good though. And it's just like <laughs> because as a kid we're just like holy shit like okay you jumped and i do appreciate the other thing of the fact that they made the power rangers to be like okay they're good students they help out the community they're doing fundraisers they clean up the park blah 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 and this one's like fuck it we're adrenaline junkies like (laughs) we have spent most of our high school career getting our asses kicked or kicking the ass of monsters we now have to constantly chase this high. <laughs> Rollerblading it is.
0: And fucking full pads and helmets. We got you. Safety first.
1: One of my favorite lines or favorite exchanges of when Bulk and Skull end up in a construction site. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point they called one dude, Dave. It's like, hey, Dave, go over here. And, and Skull's just like, go on, Dave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is like the best acting because it's really just equal parts just shitty and just like and then that guy died moments
0: later because <laughs> you could see some shitty kid doing that yeah just like, yeah go on Dave you're being summoned right now
1: <laughs> it's like hey Dave go look at this thing oh yeah let's touch it oh shit Dave's dead <laughs> rest in peace Dave <laughs> No, not Dave.
0: He was my favorite character.
1: Right? He was going to lead the Power Rangers in the next season. That's right. (laughs) Damn you, Ivan (laughs) Ooze. Like, goddamn, a lot of people got murked in this movie. Yeah. They they really did sort of, like, raise
0: the stakes in that, like, death was an actual thing. It wasn't just putties dying. It was, like, real-ass people and shit. Also, between this movie... And then, like, the Animorphs book series, lesson learned for 90s kids. Do not go anywhere near a fucking construction site. That is where where the aliens are. No (laughs) good will come of it.
1: I'm almost tempted to say that this movie is just (laughs) anti-union. was like yeah, that's they cammin. have sanitation in like law enforcement firefighters jumping out of planes, which is super dangerous. And I'm pretty sure most of their health insurance plans do not cover this shit. <laughs> the construction workers get killed literally opening some egg out of the ground. <laughs> like, holy shit. Not to mention Ivan Ooze is running like an abandoned factory. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I feel like I need to put this out here. Um. If you've never seen this movie, this episode is not going to make any sense to you. If you've never seen this movie, it is available for free on YouTube. That'll help make this whole thing make sense cuz like right now you're hearing about construction sites and eggs and skydiving and you have no idea what's happening and I don't blame you cuz this movie is a fever dream. So, anyway, side note. Over.
1: All right, so let's make some fun <laughs> notes cuz
0: this is awesome. <laughs> so, I have a qu- I have a, like a legitimate lore question for you. Okay. So, when the Power Rangers are rollerblading, everything's cool, 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 and then they get, their little communicators go off, and they're supposed to go to the command center, so they transport to the command center, and they turn into those, like, light beams or whatever in the sky. Mm-hmm. Does no one see that shit? Because, like, Dulcea sees it later in the movie, and Ivan U sees it later in the movie, and, like, they comment on it. But, like, how in the fuck has no normal person in Angel Grove ever looked at the sky in the right moment and not seen the Power Rangers rainbow happen?
1: My only answer to that question is like comic book movies where, I mean, maybe not the MCU, but like earlier ones Mm -hmm. where things happen. And I I don't know if it's kind of like that thing in New York where people act like they've seen it all. So it's just like, oh, okay, must be (laughs) Tuesday, weird multicolors in the air. But I guess I wonder if people just assume that it's the Power Rangers and don't freak out. Yeah, but like, I get what you're saying, though. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just like, I honestly have not been able to tell you. It's only been an issue when the episode has called for it.
0: I guess if I'm seeing, if I am Joe Blow, Angel Grove guy, and I'm going about my my daily business, and I happen to look up in the sky and I see the Power Rangers rainbow, um, I'm calling out sick for the rest of the day. I have food poisoning, and I'm getting the fuck out of there. Because bad shit is about to go down.
1: I almost wonder, like, okay, we're in Andrew Grove, right? Yeah. We're recording in our studio in Andrew Grove because we just have one now. We see the Power Rangers colors flying in the air. Now, do you immediately freak out thinking, oh, shit, something is going on? Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm thinking in my head, and it's like, oh, because me... You know that whole thing about like, oh, you can't use your powers for this, and you can only use them for good. It's like, fuck that noise! I am teleporting <laughs> everywhere. So you just think they're like, they're going to going to
0: school or going to work.
1: <laughs> when yeah. you
0: look up in the sky and you see them,
1: yeah, basically. And it's just like, huh. All right, here they are. Like, I'm because trust me, in Angel Grove, if shit's gonna go down, you will know about it. Because one day you're just at work at your desk and you look over and there's a giant monkey in like gold armor wrecking the town. And you're like, these spreadsheets still gotta get done. So look, we might get blown up, but guess what? If I'm still alive and this building's still standing when the Power Rangers destroyed them and these spreadsheets aren't done, I'm still getting fired. So, like, what am I supposed to do?
0: You still have to put a cover sheet on your TPS report, so you might as well fucking do that shit.
1: He's like, reasons for being late. I don't know. Some dude with a fucking flute was on a rooftop, and, like, this dragon took, like, 20 minutes to get out of the, like, and then the bridge was still up. The infrastructure of Angel Grove is just, like, nothing gets Quiet. done. <laughs> not to
0: tangent, I worked at a coffee shop on the beach down in Florida. And that was my favorite excuse when I was running about five to 10 minutes late. I'd be like,
1: what the power Rangers?
0: No, I'd be like, I I got stuck at the bridge. A boat was going by. I had to wait for the boat to go by. Sorry. I'm late. There was a boat. It's definitely not that I just didn't want to come to work and left five minutes later than I should have.
1: (laughs) Sorry. I just imagine being like, sorry, I'm late. Dragon's or took a while. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> took a while to cross the street and then it took forever for the bridge to go down. It got stuck. I had to reset it. Yeah, it is the whole thing. Anyway, I'm here now, so you can leave if you want. <laughs> are there 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 are fives in the in the
1: cash door, right? Alright, sick. Okay. Alright, cool. <laughs> Oh, man, we hadn't even gotten to Ivan Ooze, who honestly might, I'm sorry, well, I don't know if that's the next part, but I think I might be jumping ahead. Oh, we didn't even get to the command center, and the Zordon, whom I don't appreciate. I didn't even comment
0: on Zordon, because I was busy uh, squeeing about Alpha 5 and how much I love him.
1: Yes. Yes. Everybody, we're all there for, and and no disrespect to the OG Zordon, David Fielding. Um, I follow him on Instagram, he is a delight. Like, he's still Zordon, but just real. (laughs) <laughs> like, i love, I love him to death
0: <laughs> meanwhile um <laughs> Richard orwitz who voices alpha five is just a little a little chaos man and i love him so much between alpha five and invader zim and the angry beavers like that man has my whole heart is he just he's made so much money just like screaming nonsense
1: i want to be a voice actor that sounds so fun because alpha is legit running everything i mean granted zordon's cool seems like a decent leader well except for the whole like bringing kids into like the rest of their lives to fight but uh, you know got some questionable hiring practices but his management style seems seems solid especially considering that the second movie that they did was the fact that one of the rangers gets injured Actually, I think it was Rocky, because he's a yeah. Blue Ranger at this point, gets injured. And essentially, he's like, you replaced me with a 13-year-old child. To be fair, that 13-year-old
0: child is uh, more interesting and has more charisma and and all of that than you did. Enjoy being sidelined, you boring, boring man.
1: Though, I do see crap that goes into the TV show because Power Ranger Zio, Rocky, <laughs> is super interesting because they kind of play up that whole thing about the fact that... He because technically Red Ranger used to be the leader. White yeah. Ranger shows up. And it sucks because Zach was actually second in command. So when Tommy gets in back as White Ranger, Zach gets demoted to third string, which sucks. So now Rocky's second in command. So when Jason, you know, the original Red Ranger comes back mm-hmm. in Zio, basically the first couple of episodes afterwards, there's this whole like small story arc where Rocky's like, oh shit, I'm getting pushed out again. <laughs> Too many cooks in the kitchen. Sorry, you said too many cooks. I almost sang this song. (laughs) I have another question.
0: Sure. Is this a nitpicking question? Absolutely. So they transport to the command center. Yes, I'm still focused on this transporting business. So they transport to the command center. Before that, they are wearing rollerblades and pads and helmets, the whole nine. And they get there, and all that stuff is gone.
1: Where does that stuff go? I wonder if Zordon. I wonder if it's like one of those Pokemon things where you can't use the bike indoors. <laughs> I have... Uh, apparently,
0: I just... I got on this, like, Animorphs kick while I was taking notes. Because I was just like... I put a note. I'm like, where do they go? Do they hang out in Z-Space with the Animorphs extra matter when they're morphing into spiders or whatever the fuck? Because I, I guess... <laughs> What? I want to make this an Animorphs episode.
1: (laughs) I I think you're convincing everybody that Power Rangers and Animorphs exist in the same universe and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, actually. I want that now. Uh, I do too. (laughs) I'm just imagining like it's dark space or whatever the fuck. And there's just like extra like bags of human guts and then just like sporting goods equipment just like hanging out. Waiting to be mm. collected in this like weird, gruesome, lost and found. Oh my god! Uh, hi, we've established I'm weird. It's cool.
1: Uh- <laughs> I, okay, I take back what I said. That oh my god, that's disturbing. <laughs> um, I also pitched
0: a movie idea in my in my notes, in which it's basically just Alpha Five in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> Ay, yeah 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 yeah. This is backcountry. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Uh I would pay for, I would pay to see it. Um
1: <laughs> But he's gotta wear like the Hunter S Thompson hat. Like he's got
0: Imagine that. I think that would be so cute. <laughs> I love that stupid little robot. He's the best. Okay, so we were just talking about Zordon and his solid management skills. But I have a, a question regarding his management choices. So, 6,000 years ago, Ivan is trying to build these giant machines to take over the world. And these teenage warriors that Zordon put together seal him in a chamber, which is an egg, and they put him deep in the ground. Mm-hmm. Why on God's green earth would you then bury his giant machines right next to him?
1: If I learned anything from Thor The Dark World, it's that when powerful beings are like, hey, this power sucks, we need to get rid of it, let's put it underground where no one will find it. No one ever thinks about, like, climate change and erosion or the fact that someone's going to just build a... Because co- they never did tell you what that construction site is for, because <laughs> it's probably some bullshit, like, land developers, like, we just need a big building here. Yeah. You know, it's like the hubris of man or whatever, because I guess no one's thinking long term, like, burying them underground just seems like a very short-sighted plan. Like, can you not disassemble these things? Right. Like, I get it. Okay, you know, we're not trying to necessarily advocate killing, but in the case of someone like Ivan News, you know, in the words of uh, the Falcon, that's not someone, you know, <laughs> you try to talk to. The reason with that's someone you try to stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just,
0: you could negate the whole third act of this movie with the robot, third act, it was like 10 minutes, the whole third act of this movie with the robots and shit, if they had just, like, jumanji that shit to Africa.
1: Oh, wait, so wait, why does Africa gotta get fucked up now? Hold <laughs> <on>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying,
0: like, if they'd sent the robots, send one to Denmark and the other to fucking Antarctica or whatever... And then he's in California, like, they're far enough apart to where, yeah, he may find them eventually.
1: That's right, because, like, they were in pieces, and they rebuilt them. Yes. Again, with a bunch of, wow, this movie really is just a commentary on, like, (laughs) fucked up labor laws. Right. Because holy shit. (laughs) This movie really is fucking... (laughs) Cause like you have machines for this and that's a, okay. I have a news. We'll get into That's a whole podcast, but like I get your idea. So he had to get somebody to rebuild these things and right next to each other, but there's whole machines and equipment that you can easily dig up this stuff, but they had everybody doing it by hand. Also, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, and I don't have the timestamp, but this is something that my sister had pointed out to me as a kid, and I can't unsee it. So, Ivan News has all the parents zapped, which is actually a solid plan because it's like, the kids keep killing me. So, if I get rid of the the parents, it's going to be harder to make more kids to kick my ass. (laughs) (laughs) So, Fred's dad is digging. He's literally just taking a rock one at a time moving it. So the angle is one end is he's looking, he's looking. And of course, Fred's like, dad, you're not listening. Are you there? And then it cuts to his dad on the other end. And it's so blatant that this scene was reshot. Cause like, it's literally like within like the next second or just the other angle. And his face is a, almost like a completely different shade. Oh, like,
0: like Fred's dad had gone to the beach. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Fred's down when on vacation with his Power Rangers money. (laughs) And he's like, he wasn't listening to you because he remembers when you roasted him about landing in a parking lot, you little shit. Right? (laughs) Fucking dick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fred's kind of the worst.
1: Fred is a precursor to Justin and Power Rangers Turbo. I'm just calling it like I see it.
0: Oh, my God. I legitimately can't figure out which one's worse. Like, if you had to trap me in a room with one of them, I think I'd just...
1: I don't know. I'd look for a window. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. I have not ooze, though. I gotta say, for a villain that only exists in this one particular movie, my God, Paul Freeman is... Like, there's gotta be an award, maybe even a term that we have to come up with. Movies where the role does not call for such, like, good acting... Right. He he didn't realize what movie he was in. And that's what made it all the better. It's just like, I am just going to just do this character. I don't even think this was in the script. I think he's like, look, you're going to have me in makeup for fucking like 12 hours a day. Let me do my shit. All right. I was in fucking Indiana Jones. Chill out.
0: <laughs> well, he's like a like a like a stage actor, like a BAFTA guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: he's, he's just doing what he was trained to do. But he's so good at it. like. And the sad part is, I was rooting for him. <laughs> also, shout out to the Ghostbusters 2 Award for creepiest use of ooze. When oh he starts God. seeping through the, uh, the... And that was, it as did... a kid, that scared the shit out of me. Because at that point, no one's ever breached the command center. No. Except for maybe Tommy. Did he show up one day fucking him up? He might have, but whatever. But anyway... <laughs> That shit was traumatizing. Just seeing the purple Uzi with doors, because you're like, even Zordon's face was, I'm fucked. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Can we talk about Rita and Zed for a minute? Yes. I guess one of my my few complaints, if I have like legitimate complaints, um, I love those two so much, and they're not in this movie enough. Not at all. <laughs> Oh, man. And just, like, every word that comes out of Rita's mouth.
1: She's just the real MVP. She just rules so hard. I fucking love Rita so much. (laughs) She really does not get her due. Because, I mean, gets woken up after thousands of years. First thing is, like, not even, hey, what's going on? It's the, hey, I'm out. Let's fuck shit up. I'm like, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Within seconds. And Zordon's like, oh, dip, I got to do something about this. Like... (laughs) Give me some kids. Give me some kids. He's like, Bazaar and I, don't fucking care. Get me some kids. How many we got? And make sure they're, you know what? I want to be diverse. So make sure you get, like, a bunch of different kids. But I mean, he always has kids with attitude. But those are, like, the nicest kids. <laughs> right? He needs, like, the Bash Brothers or some shit. These kids are too nice. I mean, also, come on. Gr- Green Ranger. Like, she is the MVP for that. Like, I, as a kid, watched my heroes for five episodes straight getting the absolute shit knocked out of them. And that's... <laughs> and Rita did that.
0: And that's one of those things that's like,
1: to, to like flip the script on it, it's just Rita rules. She rules so hard. <laughs> then gets put away by Lord Zed, who's essentially a boss, but then she's going to come back. She's like, you know what? I could come back and she's you, no, fuck that. I'm going to do the total opposite. I'm going to make you marry me. Yeah, that's right. And it's just like, what a flex. <laughs>
0: that, whole fucking, that whole fucking marriage is just her talking shit. Yes. It's the best. Rita is a fucking icon. Literally the line, you spent 2,000 years looking for a tub of snot. Rita <laughs> rules. And then- ivan ooze like corporealizes and then she immediately is like fuck this dick that i already have this guy this purple guy this is where it's at
1: right and i'm like damn like (laughs) (laughs) in front of your man's no less (laughs) and she literally is like finally a real man i'm like god damn yikes Oh man, like I honestly, next time I watch this movie, I want to like find a way to just cut in. Every time, like, you know, Rita has an appearance, I just cut into Megan Thee Stallion on this shit. Like, <laughs> but I appreciate Lord Dead's line where he introduces himself as the sworn enemy of all that is good and decent. And I got, I love that.
0: <laughs> um. So, can you, like, real quick before we wrap this shit up, can you refresh my memory on Mordant? Is he
1: just a movie character? Because I definitely did not remember him from the show. To my knowledge, he does not exist in any other capacity. Now, this is the part that's weird to me, and I almost wonder if there was a reason for this, because Rita already, and Lorzette already had lackeys. It was Babu and Squat. And even, was it Finster, the dude that made the monsters? Yes. And even Scorpina. So, like, could we not get these characters, and then just we made this random pig? To just be a foil to Goldar? Well, but what's funny is like that pig's got some of the best lines in this whole fucking movie. <laughs> he's just really, he's just really funny. Where he's like, don't forget. And he's like, how could I forget if I never knew? Right.
0: You know those like those turns of phrases that just like embed their way into your vernacular? Mm-hmm. He he has a line that I I know I say. It's, it's, I could do that. I just choose not to.
1: I've been saying that <laughs> for years. I appreciate the fact that someone else has as well. But it was one of those where, like, I had said
0: it so much that, like, I forgot completely where it came from. And then just, like, seeing, seeing that line happen again, I was like, oh, shit. I spend a lot of my adult life
1: quoting a, a weird children's movie from 1995. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> There's so many great quotable lines in this, and I do appreciate the fact that maybe we should say this for the next episode, but Kimberly really did fuck it up for every pink ranger that came after her. She set that bar so high that I think the only one I think that had rivaled was, like, maybe Cassie from Power Rangers in Space. And, no, and like, shout out to Catherine. She was yeah, cool. Like, she was finally, nice. like, Mighty Morphin Catherine was—missed me with that. But, like, yeah. Zeo and Turbo, she was cool. But, like, Kimberly was just, like, she is still the archetype for every Pink Ranger. And she had so many great lines in it that should not have worked. Because her calling Ivan Ooze, Mr. Raisin Head, and then him just being, like— like, really? Like, like, he's such a dick. Like, I love that they just had this dude, like, in prison for, like, 6,000 years, and he's just cranky. And that is such a great character choice. I love it.
0: I love it so much.
1: But, oh, shit. Um... <laughs> so it turns out
0: though we just spent uh, an hour talking about, essentially, the first 20 minutes of this movie. So we're going to go ahead... <laughs> We're going to go ahead and we're going to cut it here. And then next time we're going to be a little bit more expedient and cover the rest of the movie. Or screw that. (laughs) We're just going to do a fucking four part episode about a 96 minute movie. (laughs) We'll see what happens when we get to it. So, Adrian, would you mind telling the lovely people where they can find us?
1: All right. So there's a few places you can find us. You can listen to us on our main website, which is agenthasissues dot com slash tlat podcast. Uh, we are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much wherever you find podcasts. I listen to, download and stream our stuff. Definitely shout us out! Like if you like the show, you know, feel free to give us a rating and review. Uh, smash that bell! Definitely share our episodes. Yeah, <laughs> smash that like button. <laughs> Hit the subscribe. Ring the bell. for notifications free gift card notification gang sorry are we notification gang squad or army i feel like army
0: is pretty aggressive um yeah
1: we are notification collective of kids who just hung out one day and just (laughs) never stopped hanging out there you go (laughs) uh notification found family ah yeah i
0: like that that's how we do here
1: and we also have an email address tlatpodcast at gmail.com feel free to shout us out and we may just even read your email on the show That's so right. send us any questions don't be weird don't be a dick but send some questions send some shout outs, and you know let us know you're out there but Ashley has of course stage like advice from Zordon himself that we have every episode don't get swallowed by a whale I
0: was spoken with the